Everyone, it's time to get your robe and wizard stuff out of the closet because we got a new Harry Potter game on the way. Also, should you give up on all of your dreams? All of them. Every last one. Throw it out the window. Uh, stay tuned to find out if you should or not on this inspiring bowl of dude soup. Oh, God, that fucking singer. Wizard Barry. Sounds better every week. What is that background footage? It's of like a concert in the 50s of a bunch of youths being uh, uh, progressive. Excellent, progressive beats. Yeah. You told me there were Holocaust survivors. I did. Coming home after the war. I did that, huh. yes. That I, makes I, more sense now. <laughs> you told me they were Holocaust victims. <laughs> I told you that too. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of, I'm trying to do a Dark night thing where every time somebody asks, I tell them a different answer. Is it working? Am I as cool as Chris Nolan yet? Yes. I'm a creative. We'll have more talk about that in a minute. Uh, but first I have to introduce my expert panelist of Harry Potter uh, academics. First, there's Master of Potions, Adam Kovic. I'm Gryffindor. He is the Master of Notions, Alana Pierce. I'm Slytherin. And the Master of Emotions, Elise Willems. Unfortunately, Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not by choice, but and I've never done the by test. By nature. But I just assume. <laughs> Speaking of, isn't there like some kind of unsanctioned play that's getting slant? Like the Puffs is what it's called? Oh, puffs. Yeah. That seemed... Jack loved it. Oh. That was the only review I got. It's in New York, right? Sure. I don't know. Aren't they, they shutting came, it down? They'll come to your house. Like, oh, yeah. It's getting shut down. And Jack's like Cursed Child too, right? Yes. All, he went to New York for Harry Potter. <laughs> what a blessed existence. This podcast is brought to you by three sponsors. Hinge, Mac Weldon, and... Pointing to you, Adam. Marvel Puzzle Quest. Booyah! Uh, Hinge is the dating app that promotes healthy relationships of all kinds. It's a dating app for people looking for a healthy relationship with their partner. You can download Hinge in the App Store. I can get 20% off at MacWeldon.com using our promo code SOUP. And uh, new players can get a free Venom Eddie Brock cover to add to your collection uh, by going to d3go.com slash dudesoup. New players, Adam. You are not a new player. Haven't you played like seven days straight? What? No, I'm on day 1005. Cool. I meant like seven days in time. I don't know how many hours that is. Without sleeping? Gotta be Venom? No? What? Do they have like an event? Going on right now? Uh, right now it's Guardians of the Galaxy, the but the uh, it's the the anniversary going on right now. Oh. So five years, right? Double ISO, something like that. Yeah, there's right. a lot of good. Cable's gonna be in the game. Taskmaster. <laughs> All the greats. <laughs> Half decade. <laughs> All right, but Harry Potter is what we're talking about. Uh, here, Omar, why don't you throw throw me up on the laptop there? What? So. Oh, I just realized, boy, they're doing takedowns on this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's oh, they absolutely we're gonna get we're gonna get hit hard. Ah, that's fine. It's like it's all in the background. I'll wave in front of it. This will fuck up the content ID. No problem. Yeah, dude. So no. there's this guy. I'll just keep doing it. I actually feel like that might work. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm a uh, master YouTube. So there's this dude who basically posted this to Reddit, and this story is just a treasure. Uh, in addition to how enchanted and magical Harry Potter is, the uh, vape this bro, his username <laughs> on Reddit, is a uh, is just a champion, just a real hero. Yeah. Uh, so he posted this video to Reddit, and everyone was like, <laughs> first of all, people accused it of being a fake. And then people, like, question where he got it from. The story's actually pretty great. So let me pull up some quotes from Vape uh, This Bro. Quote, have you ever had a random guy approach you while you're walking around a mall? This guy walked up to me and was like, hey, man, I'll give you eight bucks to watch this video game trailer while I fill out the survey for you. And I was like, do I need to go somewhere sketchy? He was like, nope. We had a nice office in the mall. Uh, so I took the eight bucks. This is not my job. I work for a completely unrelated industry. What is happening? As the story goes. 
somebody was showing him this. It was like a market research team, just mm-hmm. like going around asking people to take surveys in a mall. But <laughs> the team was apparently just like corrupt as shit. So they would make people watch it, fill out the survey for them, give them their $8 and send them on their way. So since he wasn't being monitored, uh, I guess he recorded it with his phone while he was watching it off of a different phone. Wow. Um, so here's another quote. It's leaked as I went into, went into a room for a focus group, took a sneak video and uploaded it. This isn't some marketing ploy. If you notice the bottom right corner of the video, it's censored because it has a serial number identifying me so WB can sue the ever-living shit out of me. Uh, Brave. <laughs> yeah, well. But he, he didn't even fill out the survey, so he probably didn't sign an NDA. So he got his eight bucks. They signed yeah. it on him. say that he left before they, they could get him to sign an NDA. Yeah, so he's, he's in, he he's in the clear. Yeah. Uh, they also, oh, it, it, this dude is my hero. So, uh, so somebody uh, challenged him. It's like, you fake this or whatever. And then he replies, do you think a random internet stoner would have the skills and patience to create this video? <laughs> True. Uh, somebody then replied, boy, you are so fucked. W is going to sue your clothes off for that leak. He replies, seriously, they can come at me. <laughs> if they didn't want it to leak, they shouldn't have sent the video to companies all over the U.S. to show people on the street. I mean, right now there are hundreds if not thousands who saw this before the leak. So okay. his, his defense is buttoned up. It's tight as hell. Case dismissed. The In addition lawyer. to that, he also somehow leaked the uh, copy that describes the game. Yeah, because uh, it was in the description of the video, right? Yeah. yeah. How did he uh, do that? That's impressive. Yeah, he might have taken a snap of it and transcribed it. Uh, I don't know, Elise. Do you want do you want to read this in your most magical, whimsical voice? Sure. Okay, let me scoot the laptop over to you, and I'll make it bigger for your your tiny eyes, tiny beautiful eyes. All right. Set in the 19th century, oh. and they have to put 1800s because people don't know what that means. Wizarding World, this third-person open-world action RPG game centers around your character with unique abilities, who has Eared late acceptance to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. You are a newly arrived fifth year student to Hogwarts that demonstrates a latent talent for magic with a unique ability to track and identify remnants of a potent ancient power. Mm-hmm. Upon arrival, this is long. Yeah. Strange <laughs> events begin to materialize in the dark in the forbidden forest and trouble begins to brew within the castle walls. Nandu Dobby. <laughs> Together with Previsor. I don't remember how Dobby sounds other than I don't really age. either. In the Zorfig, you embark on a journey through both familiar and never-before-seen locations to bring to light the truth behind these mysterious occurrences. On your quest, you will crash potions, master new spells, and discover fantastical beasts. You will battle dark withers, goblins, and other supernatural enemies and cover the truth about your destiny. The fate of the wizarding world lies in your hands. And then you can, yeah, you can journey Dobby sounds like this in the Harry Potter. He gave me a sock. Dobby below his cloth. And Lucius <laughs> kicks him off the stairs because he's a dick. So it was, it was originally rumored to be done by Rocksteady. Nah, uh, Yeah, people dunked on that. Now, no and then it went to Avalanche, yeah. which of which there are two. So there's yeah. the Avalanche that did Just Softworks Cause. and Studios. Mm-hmm. And then there's the uh, one who did Disney Infinity, who has been really tight-lipped and had who some very suspicious shut job down listings and laid off ago. and then opened back up on the DC. So. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. Warner, Warner Brothers, it makes sense that so- Avalanche Softworks, who had those... Suspect listings. Yeah, so this is behind this. Yeah, this is from Eurogamer. Uh, job postings from early 2017 called for a staff with a quote deep understanding of British culture and grammatical presentation, uh, with with a good knowledge of quote gaming narrative and branching storytelling, particularly in the realm of RPGs. Uh, their postings at the same time also described Avalanche's next project as an RPG, a quote large scale console game project and a triple A sized title. Sweet. So open world Harry Potter RPG set in the 1800s. 
That's pretty cool. And none of that mentions it being online, right? I don't want it to be an MMO. No. It's probably going to be more of like a Shadow of Mordor style so. thing, probably. Ooh. Nemesis system? Maybe. With, Chuck it in everything. With goblins and orcs and all, all the things well, like you want. The spiders or something. I would love to play through seven years at Hogwarts. Like, Do you only get four in real time? Because you, you arrive in your fifth year. Mm. Off. Yeah. I guess because they wanted a, an adolescent protagonist instead of a child. What if you do yeah. bad at homework and get held back? Mm, Are there any twenty-three-year-old yeah. wizards at Hogwarts? <laughs> yeah, in the same Some class of nine-year-olds. Yeah, he's like, "Sup, bro?" <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. Yeah, buys listen, everyone alcohol. Listen to teach. Here for me. I I know. <laughs> I know that's sex. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Uh, it's too bad that you can't because I, I imagine that like. Starting as a first year and doing the like boat ride to the castle would be super cool. Oh yeah, they could have like a maturity progression or something. That would be awesome. You get to you know you get special tinglings <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Start Magical snogging. arousing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. if it's like a cross yeah. between bully and Shadow of Mortal. Sure. All right. Sounds cool. Awesome. Sign me up. It looks like the gameplay looks like Fable to me. A bit. The world looks kind of fable-y. So hmm. yeah, there's something about too. like knobby knobby British art. That yeah. kind of looks similar. But I, I thought that some of the destruction stuff is pretty cool. There's a part mm. where they like blast out columns and then the roof falls yeah. on all these creatures. It looks very scripted though. Uh, yeah, it does. Well, it, it might have been just a demo or like a, script, a scripted demo. Surprising it's taken them this long to do a do anything with the Harry Potter license that Warner Brothers, they own, they have, well, they license. There was a whole rash of garbage games. There were a lot of Harry Potter games. There was just that mobile game. Yeah. yeah. That was trash. And then they had, that was really bad. Um, is that the Niantic one? No, yeah. that's still coming, is it isn't Niantic? it? Yeah, it's still was, coming. The first one was not Niantic. Who did that one then? Oh, I don't remember. That oh, one was. Bev. Yeah, but I mean, like a, a console, like a good. I don't know. It, I was reading a lot of that legit Quidditch game on the GameCube and America PS2. Hogwarts Mystery. <gasps> they have Quidditch in this game. Any magazine now available? I'm trying to. Rem- Let's see here. I'm looking up the mobile game to see who developed it. Because I'm, I'm only wondering. Just Jam because. City Incorporated. I remember somebody. Years ago, it must have been a Reddit thread or something, but they said, how cool would it be if they made a Harry Potter game set in the 1800s or whenever the Black Plague took hold of oh, the Jesus, world? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Aww. And they said that would be the explanation for, uh, like, dark wizards killing half of humanity. Was there, like, it's a plague. A plague's doing it, but hmm. it's actually evil. Interesting. They're all Slytherin. That would be really... But it was just funny, because I remember people reading that, and oh, that's fucking awesome. That sounds great. Years go by, you know, obviously... No game is ever made, and then all of a sudden this pops up. You're like, that sounds pretty cool. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Jack I, the Ripper was Voldemort. Sure. Wait, what? No, he wouldn't have been born yet. No, he wouldn't have. Voldemort's in the... I, I do like what they're... So I didn't know about that. That was going to be set in... What year was it? 1800s. Just 1800s. 19th century. Yeah. Sure. I like that I mean, when it comes to magic, it can pretty much be whenever. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of technology intersection in the Harry Potter universe. No, no. I just mean it gets away from all the other characters. Oh, that's oh all, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what true. I like. So you, so to me, that's kind of a detraction because I do enjoy the characters of this world. Yeah, but they wouldn't be voiced by them anyway. I would imagine. Well, sound alike. Yeah, just match them. But I mean, I'm sure that even if it is set previous to all the events, they'll find some way to worm in references and stuff. Absolutely. Serious Black than the first or whatever. Yeah, they'll have like the Black family lineage, which is so long. It's also, I mean, that studio. Disney Infinity was really impressive. Like, didn't sell very well, didn't end up being profitable, but they made so many different games. Like, they had, like, kart races and platformers and, like, all of this different stuff that existed in that world. And I feel like the Harry Potter universe is pretty diverse. Like, if you're riding broomsticks or playing Quidditch or, like, going to Hogsmeade and playing 
pub games, whatever they have. Like, there's a lot of different stuff, and we know that that studio can make that different stuff. And I feel like they're a pretty good team to be doing it. That's a good point. I actually never played Disney Infinity, so it's good to hear perspectives well, from somebody that has. Not many people has. did. It was impressively made. And yeah. I played some just because Brandon Jones was a fanatic of Disney Infinity, like owned every single uh, damn piece. Kid child's toy, yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Disney Infinity was an interesting case. I feel like a lot of people who really, really liked it, I, I don't know, I can't speak for Brandon Jones, but a lot of people who were like, oh, this game was so, so good, why did it shut down? I'm like, well, I think you got the entire game and all the pieces for free. So I don't know anyone who actually paid full price for everything. Well, you have to buy, it was the same thing as Skylanders, you have to buy mm -hmm. little toys and put them on. Yeah. Sure. But all, all of the elite journalists that I follow on Twitter who were who were pressing F over that game getting shut down mm -hmm. probably didn't put any actual money into it. Oh, they just got sent stuff. And yeah. Yeah, that is sort of a yeah. skewed perspective. It was meant for children, not grown men. But... <laughs> I, they had like a Smash Bros type mode that... Cool. Like grown men play Smash Bros. I just don't think they marketed each of the individual games within the game that mm -hmm. well. I don't know. Yeah. But I visited that studio a week and a half before it shut down, and they had no idea. Oh, jeez. Not a clue. Yeah, the Disney X can fall pretty pretty hard. Yeah. I've also, uh, I've heard that just like Disney has crazy high expectations of profitability out of everything they do. Yeah, probably. Something can make money, but if it's not making a shitload of money, Disney will still shut it down. Speaking of which, Club Penguin, shedding a final tear for that. <sighs> what are we going to get banned from now? Pools closed. Oh wait, that was, that was Habba Hotel. That's Habba Hotel. Sorry, different one. Is Neopets still online? <laughs> I don't I'm know. sure it is in some form. Uh, the thing I was noticing with the Harry Potter leak Hell yes uh, it is. Thing, I guess it was a leak. 2,500 free points, sign up now. Um, Neo points. sorry. No, people are, are oddly nostalgic for Harry Potter right now. Mm. I think because it's, I don't know, how, when did Deathly Hallows Part 2 come out? 2010? The movie or the book? Oh, the, the book was... I mean, the movie. So it was like the last like big push. I know there's the... Uh, was it the Wand of Grimmauld or whatever? The new... What's the... The Womb of Grindelwald. Whatever. I, it, it's such like a, a half chub. All the new like Fantastic Beasts. Like, I don't think that anyone will ever get as excited as they were for a Hogwarts story or like a Harry Potter proper story. So I'd like, probably get pumped for a reboot, but it needs to wait like another 15 years before I could reach that point. Yeah. I don't I mean, it's... It's the Star Wars problem, right? You, if you try to set anything outside of the Luke universe, people get upset, or it's, it has to be close enough related. But you know, you do a good enough Knights of the Old Republic, then people get excited about it. So hopefully, that's what this is for sure. And then who knows? We can have a Harry Potter movie set in the 1800s in the future. Yay! Who knows? I don't know. Uh, so a couple of other tidbits from uh, Lizo Mzimba on Twitter uh, uh, says, "I am told." This is from a yet-to-be-announced RPG currently titled Harry Potter Magic Awakened. Although the titles including Magic Forever are also in the mix, other Potter games are also thought to be on the way. So You can't call it Harry Potter, though. Mm, n no, you can't, actually. That's a good point. Wizarding World of... Or you could just call it Wizarding World. I thought that's what they were going to do with Fantastic Beasts. That it was going to be Wizarding World of Newt... What's his name? Scamander. Um, but but when you say Harry Potter, I, I think of the universe and less of the character. Like, if you say Harry Potter, I think of the Harry Potter world and not of Harry Potter. I think of Daniel Radcliffe standing naked next to that horse. Mm. And he looked good doing it. Mm. Was it him who also played a corpse? Yeah. Was that Elijah Wood? That was him? In that movie? Swiss Army Man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. No, it's Swiss Army Man. I don't follow the film. <laughs> He's had a long and very profitable career. Yeah. I'm into it. I uh, At least it, 
I like the idea of it. All the tidbits make it sound pretty cool. This isn't it, by the way. This is no, that's the awesome. Stone. Yeah. We got it early on the GameCube. Ignore all the GameCube controls that they keep on screen at all times for some reason. <laughs> kids, man. I yeah, I hate old games. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I never played a Harry Potter game I liked. Unfortunately, although apparently the Quidditch game was. No, the Quidditch game I think was probably actually bad. I just enjoyed it. I think if I played it now, I would find it bad. I would have been like in high school, maybe or. So, uh, different tastes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to read a review of it. Like, I'm good. Uh, when do you think this is going to come out, though? What Sorcerer's Stone? No, no. 2003. What the game? Oh man, so, I have no idea. So, based, the, based on what it looks like in those leaks, you think what E3 announcement, holiday next year? Well, if they're testing the trailer now, it could have been scheduled to be a Game Awards announcement. Maybe hmm. I don't know how long it takes to make revisions for that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but. Announced then would probably be released late 2019, early 2020. The some of the articles I was looking at were predicting 2020. Yeah, I feel like that makes more sense. It. It's gonna go up against Cyberpunk. That's no fair. Come on, no, guys. Will it? Cyberpunk wow. can't handle this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cancel the game. Cancel. CD Projekt Red's like, yeah, they're pulling their hair out. Like, oh, go, 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 go. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. So I can't remember who brought up um, Shadow of War, but yeah, I, I wonder about that because I would have liked to have thought. The actual, the first game, Shadow of Mordor, really got me more into Tolkienverse than I thought it would, with just like all the lore entries and like going back to the forging of the ring and doing all the cutscenes and stuff. So I could see a lot of potential in this getting me super invested in the history of the Harry Potter universe. Again, it's weird to call it Harry Potter universe because it's about more than just that doofy little kid, but. Nah. I mean, I don't know, are you, are, is anyone excited for that? Just the idea that what, because you can cram so much more in the same way that like, you have to trim off a lot of uh, excess detail to turn something into a movie. You can I'm, cram a whole lot of words into a game. I'm not yeah. fully convinced J.K. Rowling thought the entire history of the universe out to the extent that Tolkien did. Hmm. So, like, one thing that is hotly debated amongst Harry Potter fans is, do you guys think she had the Deathly Hallows and the Horcruxes planned from the start? Or they were only planned from the point where they showed up? Pretty sure they're only planned from the point where they showed up. I, like, I feel like the Deathly Hallows... <laughs> I feel like the Deathly Hallows weren't planned, but the Horcruxes were planned. But like people are like, bullshit, she just came up with that and just wrote it in when it was ready. Like, I feel like the Horcruxes would have been planned because otherwise Harry wouldn't have had the scar from the very beginning. It was like always trying to indicate that. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't think you could fault anyone for not having an entire universe and rules conceived in their head when they wrote this thing when they're in, you know, they're in poverty. And that first book series ever. Yeah. I, guess I think she had a web and then just continually is adding little like strands within that web. Yeah. And filling it in and filling it in. And I think like, especially when, you know, she speaks to some of the lineages of the families, I think she probably, you know, has that that framework and, and some of that backstory. But I do think like you said, it's like hotly contested. People saying like, well, no, JK has been planning this forever. I don't think. I mean, she's still doing that, right? She's With, still uh, doing it. Nagini being a yeah. Korean lady. I think she's still expand- expanding the universe, which is fine. Like, I have no problem with that. Yeah. But some people are just so fervent in their support that they're like, no, don't you dare question JK Rowling. Oh. Well, I guess to that extent, are you guys concerned that if, since this is set so far in the past, that it won't feel connected? Or that it'll feel arbitrary? I think it'll be super fun. Yeah. That's like my only concern. Is like, is it gonna be fun to play? And it seems like it is. I'm like, cool with it. 
Yeah, there was a lot of an implication that like it's a lot of environmental stuff of like you can yeah. cast spells on what's around, then use things to your advantage in that way. There were some wizard duels. You know, like get hit with spells. Ooh, you got. I just, I want to, I just want. I just love Fable, the first Fable specifically, so much that if it plays like that, then I'm sold. Like just, just more games like that. Okay. <laughs> like Kingdoms of Amalur. Okay. But, but set in the Harry Potter universe. So just yeah, kind of like doofy British high fantasy. Cool. Yeah, there. It's weird. You'd think there'd be more of that. I, well, I look at the track record, I guess, with Warner Brothers in terms of licensed games or like, you know, adapted games, or whatever. I look at the Arkham games, uh, the Mordor games, and I guess Harry Potter. They're right now they're two for two, as far as I'm concerned. Like that is true. That they're actually really good at adapting properties with big, loud pieces of lore, and then making a pretty fun video game out of it. So I think just based on that track record, I'm just like it. Do what you will. You seem to be pretty understanding. Uh, not so great with the DC Universe in your films, but the video game division, you're doing great. That's a really good point. Yeah. Keep it up. A plus. Two stars. Well, Adam, that's very Fantastic. inspirational. Uh, but I'm about to, to dunk on your, your positive vibes, man. Yeah. So there was, a, um, there was an, uh, an op-ed in Games Industry this morning that I thought was really interesting. Headline is, it's time we stopped con- encouraging indies. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. They've had it too good <laughs> okay. for too long. Basically. <laughs> so title. <laughs> basically, yeah. So it, it, it's interesting because it's from a very conflicted viewpoint. It's essentially from a, a game developer who, uh, he opens with a quote from Kevin Smith, which is, boy, just endlessly stars in your eyes kind of thing. So the quote is, from, again, from Kevin Smith. Remember, it costs nothing to encourage an artist, and the potential benefits are staggering. A pat on the back to an artist now could one day result in your favorite film or the cartoon you love to get stoned watching. Yep, it's Kevin Smith. Or the song that saves your life. Discourage an artist and you get absolutely nothing in return, ever. So it's a, it's a powerful point. And then the, uh, the author of this op-ed, John Warner, then goes basically to uh, contradict that, saying that there are a lot, of, a lot of students now, he says specifically in game development, I would extrapolate it out to like YouTube media and online media, influencer media, that have been... Um, kind of like over-encouraged to pursue their dreams to the, such a state where they're sinking a lot of money into education that's not really driving them anywhere and haven't been told a lot of practical advice that could really help them, uh, which I thought was an interesting point. Uh, so I'll, I'll just read the intro here. Uh, this is from the op-ed. Even though the market has become full to bursting and I fear that many of them, students, are running towards a horrible cliff, I never discourage. Even when I see young people stuck in the early stages of the Dunning-Kruger effect, uh, a brief aside, Dunning-Kruger effect is when you perceive yourself being more skilled at something the less you know about it. So if you're an amateur uh, musician or an amateur artist, you might think you're really great because you don't have the bulk of experience mm-hmm. that would inform you that you're actually not. Why is it named after a female cast member in Smallville, though? It's interesting. interesting. That's where your mind went. Diane Kruger? No, Dunning-Kruger. Oh! I was like, what'd she ever do? Jeez. <laughs> she was really bad and thought she was great. She was in Chun-Li. Exactly. I, th- I feel like she was. Yeah. Wait, Legend Dating of Chun? Norman Reedus. Well, that's good. Huh. So, I think she's great. I love her. Yeah. She's awesome. Norman uh, Reedus. Yeah, Lauren. <laughs> Take her, leave him. Sorry. God. I didn't. I didn't read up on Diane Kruger before this podcast. Might not even be her name. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're thinking <laughs> of the right person that we are. <laughs> Did she ever play Hermione though? No. No. Well, there you have it. Richard Dawkins kind of looks like Hermione though. Who? 
Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, who want to become indies without any experience in the AAA industry, I never discourage. Even when I see students enrolling in predatory schools that count indie as alumni career placement to bilk students into bloated programs they don't need for jobs they won't get, I never discourage. Frankly, it's time I looked at myself in the mirror and asked if I'm really acting ethically. Am I an enabler? Well, I'm done. I'm tired of seeing the waves and waves of absolute shit on the Steam storefront while believing I'm doing anyone a favor by telling them to pile on. I'm tired of hearing about people who have mortgaged their house to make a puzzle platformer. I'm tired of seeing those syrupy, quote, you know, you should really take this online Unity course YouTube ads. And most of all, I'm tired of letting young people fall prey to this kind of nonsense because I'm too afraid of accidentally snippling, snipping the wings of the next Michelangelo. So, uh, the thing that I thought was interesting in relation to what I think personally we deal with is I've, I have wondered in the past, uh, you know, at, at conventions and stuff, it's often a question of how do we get to do what you do, which mm-hmm. is like produce media. It's a, it's a fine goal, but I always feel a little self-conscious encouraging people to devote lots of time and effort into something that may not turn out to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to be really uh, realistic when it comes to that. To basically say, kind of like in game development, you are trying to get in a field that has tons of competition and you're fighting against people with no moral compunction about what they're going to upload and have lots of free time doing it to do it. Um, and that's a whole, that's a huge uphill battle to fight, especially when you want to create art as opposed to some dude who's tasing a dead rat or like vomiting in a cup and then drinking it again. Um, so I don't know, have you guys ever, have you guys ever weighed the complications of how to talk about what you do to people who ask you about it? I just give really specific advice, so it's always like, what if I want to do what you do? I'm like, well, what part of it do you want to do? And then, you know, some people will just be like, I just love video games and I want to talk about them. I'm like, okay, well, maybe you're a really good graphic artist. Find a way to apply that to a company that talks about video games. So, like, maybe you're really good at, I don't know, you're good with numbers. You could be an analyst. Don't just be like, how do I become talent? Because I will always be like, don't do that. Like, it's a bad idea. It's bad advice. Find something that you are good at and then find a way to apply it to the industry that you love which I feel is sort of more realistic. Someone will be like, how, how do I become on-camera personality? I'd be like, I don't know. There's no answer to that. I don't either, yeah. Uh, and I wonder if sometimes people don't ask that when that's really what they want to know. I don't know. I don't think there's an answer to that question. Oh, really? The issue this guy had was there's too many games on Steam, so we should stop encouraging indie developers. But he's encouraging people with, like, the American dream that sure. may fail, and, it, it's, and it's unrealistic. Because to me, that doesn't just apply to someone making indie games. That applies to someone that spends 15 years playing hockey from the age of 4 to 17 to go mm. try to play professionally. That applies to someone that dedicates their, their life to being a graphic artist. Yeah. And it, like, it's so weird because to me, it just seems like that could apply to anything that you dedicate yourself to. And maybe you will succeed, especially if it's competitive. Yeah. Um, maybe you will succeed, maybe you won't. But the, the person that opens, that you know, mortgages their house to open a small business, or a restaurant, like it's, it's weird how just in indie games he's finding this. I actually was speaking to somebody recently that develops games and had an opportunity once to interview at, at EA. And you know, I'm sure EA, EA has its own like, stigma to that company but just didn't want to be a cog in the machine mm. and said, I'm going to stick with like smaller indie studios. And I'm sure he's probably not talking to those smaller, speaking to those smaller operative studios. He's probably speaking to the guy that's 
going to mortgage his house to sit in his basement and make that game alone and hope that it, you know, becomes the next like I am bread or or whatever. The the point is like if you don't try, you will never know. And sometimes trying and and requires risk. Um, it's uncomfortable and. I don't know. I, I'm kind of maybe I'm just like a bleeding heart, but I'm sort of in the in the camp too of like if you live it limit someone, you'll never know. I think I totally agree. I don't agree that we should tell people not to do things because they're unrealistic. But sure, I think warning people is not unreasonable. I think like, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, I think like being realistic. I I think I'm a realist, and um, that's why I never pursued like arts uh, in mm. like post secondary education. Because I didn't think it was a realist. Like I'm sure. actually not the living testimony to what this. Uh, <laughs> I, I am the living testimony to what this guy is saying. I didn't yeah. think it was a practical pursuit. Um, so who am I, who am I to speak? Yeah. But well, so yeah, the the article does go on to be specific about indie games in particular, mainly cautioning away from general educations. Um, person, uh, the author, I think, has a pretty big chip on their shoulder for. Uh, schools that teach generalized game design. Like, we're going to teach you a little bit of everything and then kick you out to you be like a game designer. target tutorial. a niche aspect of game design. So they're yeah. Saying, yeah, that's what the author says. is like, if you want to learn how to make a whole thing by yourself, you should start with a specialization so you get a job and a paycheck and then you can perceive how the job is done. Learn on the job as opposed to learning a little bit in school and thinking you know how to do it yourself. Knowing that, that's val- that's more valuable advice I, I mean, than him just saying, forget your dreams. Yeah, fuck off, kids. <laughs> I, I, I studied... Uh, Bachelor of Mass Communication majoring in journalism and entertainment, and I feel like it was largely a waste of time. People are like, what do I need to study to review video games for a living? I'm like, you don't. Like, it, mm-hmm. They didn't teach me how to review anything. They taught me very outdated ways of writing news articles. And like some valuable skills there, but very few. And I, I keep, like I always thought, with the four years that I spent doing that, if I had have instead been freelancing full-time instead of part-time, that I would, would have gotten further earlier. But depends on the field. Are you wearing Lord think- of the Rings leggings? Yeah, the okay. hills of Gondor. All right. Sorry, I was getting distracted elsewhere. Somebody, there's a homeless man dying outside. Um, get in line, right? <laughs> yeah, we're all waiting. His dreams have also been crushed by this article. He just wanted to make an indie game. He sold his house. Now he's homeless. <laughs> I, I think there is a perception out there, but we, we've talked about this nonstop because I know we have a younger audience. They always ask, "What? how do I fulfill my dreams? And there is a sort of some misdirection of school, I think, where you think, oh, there's a there's a a punch card, basically. If I do steps one, one through 26, I will achieve thing. And the things you forget about are uh, the theory of chaos, which your whole life could be turned upside down and you, you don't know what's gonna happen. Um, or you just decide you don't like the thing that you originally started doing. So it's sort of, I always tell people, go to school to figure out what you don't wanna do for mm. the rest of your life. Because um, then also you might achieve your dream and realize you, you don't, that is not your dream anymore. Like, I want to work with dolphins, and like, these things are rapists. Oh my God, I had no idea. And then you're working with rapists for the rest of your life, and you don't want that. No one does. And they taste so good. Well, stay out of Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, or the aquarium, SeaWorld. Are dolphins rapists? That's a real thing. There's no rape in nature. We taught them that word. Like, yeah. Mm. Ducks are definitely rapists. Yeah. I don't know about dolphins, though. They will force themselves upon people. God, from time to time. Yeah, humans. Does that really? make dogs rapists also? Uh, Why don't we move away from this conversation? I mean, you're the yeah. one continuing it. I was just making light <laughs> of a dark subject. Set about the dolphins. I, 
So I don't. There's there's different. Uh, I think there's different ways of achieving what your dream is. So it's like if if someone says like. I want to be, in your case, a lot of saying, like, I want to be a, a host. I want to be an on-air talent. You have to ask them, like, well, what are the things about that? Like, ask yourself the question, why do you think you want to do that? Mm. And say, like, because mm-hmm. you just stand in front of a camera and you talk. You're like, well, that is not the job at all. There's so much more that goes into it that you don't know anything about. They might learn those things and go, oh, no, I don't want that job. I want to just, I want to be a performer. A performer. I want to go work at the circus. There you go. Be off. Do you yeah. ever have people ask you guys, like, uh, do you have tips for starting a successful YouTube channel? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get that fairly often, and my thing is always, like, there aren't any. Like, just be you. Like, I don't, or don't think about it. They're like, I want to hit a million subscribers in the next year. How do I do it? And like, don't just stop thinking that way, or you'll destroy yourself. Like, do not think about that as an aspiration. Be like, make good content, make stuff you want to watch, and make stuff you like making. Like, don't think about it Take that way. Take out a ten thousand dollar loan. Like a puzzle platform. No, you buy no. Chinese bots who oh. then subscribe for you. I was gonna yeah. say you get one of those really expensive flights. Like that was like one of Casey Neistat's oh, like yeah. first viral yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah. You get like one of those Singapore Airlines rooms and you just vlog the whole thing. Done. Yeah. But then you gotta do it again. I was so, reading about a, a flight that has a shower in it. Five minutes you get a shower. It's ridiculous. Damn. That's pretty nice. Have you ever taken a shower in the air? No. I just jumped. Not intentionally. <laughs> but does I have dumped count? stuff on myself <laughs> while in the air. Yes, I, I have too, but I want that. And when you come back to your seat, there's like a fruit plate with honey waiting for you. Damn. Just honey? I know, right? Like, it seems like it's the mo- like it costs $4 to get fruit and honey when you're on the ground. But if you take a shower in the sky and come back to it yeah. waiting for you, that seems somehow oh, ridiculously opulent. Yeah. 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 Snowpiercer law. <laughs> yeah. God, I want that so badly. No one does. Uh, well, speaking of healthy relationships, like you with your job, Hinge would like you to pursue a healthy relationship with your partner that you may or may not have yet. Uh, so as we said in the outside of the show, Hinge is a dating app that supports mindful choices, thoughtful habits, and overall healthy, intentional relationships. So this isn't uh, other dating apps that might rely on photos or Im- uh, impulsive swipes. This is more is longer profiles. It's more about people growing together but being healthy separate first. Uh, People that can build each other up and lead to positive life choices. Uh, they say that, yeah, their, their app is rooted in long-term choices, not short-term. So a stable partner versus a passionate one they stand. <laughs> which is not to say that that's bad, by the way. If you, you do you. But if this is what you're into, Hinge might be the kind of app you're looking for. Uh, they talk about, like kind of we were talking about with uh, indie games and game development, relationships with jobs. Uh, if you want to find somebody that has already kind of worked through that themselves and has a positive and sustainable work-life balance, somebody that matches your lifestyle too, that's important. Uh, And just uh, relationships where your, I guess your qualities uh, improve each other. Uh, With my current current girlfriend, Stephanie, I'm certainly one who likes to cocoon inside because that's where all of my technological delights are. And she's very, very good about dragging me outside and throwing me in the sun. And then once I stop smoking and screaming and spitting and hissing, (coughs) then I usually end up having a good time. It's like uh, it's like when you're tired and you want to go to bed and you have to you have to brush your teeth first. You don't want to do it, but once you're in it, it's not so bad. Then you have clean teeth. Uh, <laughs> so if if that's the kind of relationship you're looking for, Hinge would recommend you try out their their service. So that's Hinge. It's on the App Store for uh, for mindful choices and better partners. Thank you, Hinge, for helping us all find the partners that make us better people. Um, speaking speaking of partnerships. Uh, Shit, uh, Omar, hit us with that Cyberwatch bumper. You're gonna have to hit that, lay on that a couple times though. We got a really stacked Cyberwatch this week. God, it's so loud. 
Get in that video game yet? All right, so uh, we got a p potential release date, um, and which is to say, we it will absolutely be true. So, comicbook.com reports that Cyberpunk will release in 2019. This is based off of a tweet from a Turkish company called Billcom. The tweet has since been deleted, but Billcom just basically tweeted out, "Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out in 2019." All right. Um, what is that company do? I'm glad you asked. Uh, so this is from the article, quote, Billcom is a large and reputable distributor and publisher in Turkey who has worked with CD Projekt Red in the past. Mm. For example, it helped publish The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt in Turkey. Companies also worked with other big companies in other big markets such as Warner Brothers Interactive and Apple. It's even verified on Twitter, whatever that's worth. So there you Who have isn't? it. So a they haven't gotten the publishing contract for Cyberpunk, so now they're being spiteful or some shit. Could be. Maybe. Or it was just a mistake. Yeah. Or they thought they were allowed to say it. Yeah, somebody maybe overheard something in the office and they're like, you know, tweets and polish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. 2019 confirmed. Uh, we'll all be living in Cyberland, which means I got less than a year to beat Witcher Man, 3. I just, I don't know about that. I just don't know. It's not. I don't know about it. It's not happening. I don't know. Given that they just said that the game is playable from start to finish, I don't think you can flip it in less than a year and have it be a full, complete, bugless, feature-rich experience. They haven't recorded all of that VO yet. Other games coming out in 2019 largely oh, have. It doesn't take long to record VO. No, but it's... Yell into a microphone. There you go. It's an important thing. And it's all robots. Fuck, your fuck, your fuck. It's all robots. I wish you no ill will ever, but comedically speaking, you getting hit by a bus the day before this game comes out <laughs> is the best outcome. It would have to be like an electric journey. <laughs> hover bus, but yes. Yeah, driven man, uh, and uh, auto-driven, too. Mm. It would have to hit me on my electric motorcycle yeah. while I'm listening to cyber music. No, you're right. <laughs> I've thought about that. Uh, kind of like that kid who wanted to play Smash Brothers before he died. What happens if I like get in a terrible accident? But he did, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So I, that's you know that's one thing I can pull as long as I survive the bus crash. Oh, my mm, liver's failing. I see. Okay. So we do a Make a Wish Foundation for Lawrence. But first, we have to but get Lawrence sick. We inject him with something. Yeah. yeah. Well, what if it's a Make a Wish with the possibility he might get hit by a bus? So if there's nothing wrong with him. We just reach out to CD Projekt and say <laughs> he could die. It's statistically possible. Yeah, lots of buses. Have you? Did you guys hear about all those motorbike accidents he had? Yeah, he's quite clumsy. Can we? Can they put a character in the game that is a Lawrence-like, and it's some nerd in the future who's super excited about some game he can't wait to come out, and he has a weekly podcast where all he does is talk about this thing, <laughs> and they mock him endlessly a la GTA V in this world of cyberpunk. <laughs> free free idea for a CD project. You're welcome. You got, you got your Laszlo oh, they were looking for CD ideas. Laszlo. <laughs> right they were here yeah, they're, they're like, all we had was the one mission. Oh, yeah, Parcel Moose says it has to be a bus with a cyberpunk ad on the side. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Like the release date. Once again, is that one irony or is that, that's still a coincidence, right? That it depends what version of irony you're talking irony. about. If it was a... Irony. Okay, wait, no, if it was a... What if it's a truck, truck carry... Yeah, carry coffee yeah. a cyberpunk. On, on its way, and you were on your way to go pick up the game, and then the truck... That's irony, I think. Tragic irony. <sighs> Yeah, because like actual irony, well, there's dramatic irony, which is where the audience knows something the characters do not. I don't need no D&D &D alignment chart for my irony. <laughs> I know <laughs> what it is. That taught me everything I need to know, god damn it. Isn't it ironic? No, it's none, not. None of Woman. it. Which made the song ironic. Yeah, it's fourth That's dimensionally true. ironic. Did you learn that from pop-up video? No, I read a comment somewhere at some point. No, wait, it wasn't pop-up video. It was like, I love the 90s or one of those things. Oh. And some comedian laid it out and he's like, the frustrating thing about the song is that everything in the Alanis Morissette song ironic is that none of those things are ironic. They're all coincidental. 
Which, in fact, makes the song ironic. Yeah. Whether she did that on purpose or not, who knows? I remember there being a pop of the video where one of them was like, nothing she's actually singing about is ironic. It's, yeah, they, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Or uh, coincidental. It's like a thousand spoons and all you yeah, need is Yeah, rain a knife. on your wedding day is just a bummer. It's not irony. Yeah. They're yeah. all just it's the one day. unfortunate. Yeah. But the thing is, like, whenever it rains, it was probably somebody's wedding day. So that, yeah, it doesn't really work out. I think it's more like... Hmm. Free ticket when you already paid. I'm trying to think of what would make rain on your wedding day actually ironic. You had a you had a rain themed wedding. Yeah, that helps. So you were gonna have artificial. Okay. Rain. Okay. I think that helps. Uh, yeah. And you paid for it already for the artificial rain, and then it rained. That would be ironic. Would it be? Would it? Would that it? might be coincidence. That, I think that's coincidence. Google, d- help me define. <laughs> what are you gonna Google? Yeah. Would it be ironic if your wedding was rain-themed? We notice you're having a stroke. We're sending paramedics <laughs> to your house right now. Would you like us to finish this email for you? A state of affairs or an event that seems deliberately contrary to what one expects and is often amusing as a result. But Then I think the, the wedding thing is ironic. Possible. Because it's, it's amusingly contrary to what was planned. But... You don't, can't plan the weather, so it's kind of baked in. Mm. We'll figure that. We got a whole hour to figure These this out. We'll get there. From mere mortals. <laughs> uh, anyway, I like the fact that the article said, "Good news, guys! It's coming out 2019." Oh yeah, it is. The game's not done, and who, who cares? If it is, well, I'm just, I'm just saying. Super late 2019. The, the the masters of their destiny are the guys making the game, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like them going like, "Well, shit, you got to hit 2019." Like. Guess it's got to happen now. So like we, they've been working on this thing for what, five, six years, seven six, years? Six, probably. Well, like I mean, it's seven. been vaguely in production for almost a decade. Sure. Like a super long time. They had one guy making leather jackets and It was a guy emailing neon. people and being like, can you make the cyberpunk game? And then finally got to CD Projekt and they were like, all right. Yeah, once they finished World 3, they went, yeah. they went heads down into this thing. But it, like just because someone, they, they probably said on a phone call or something like, yeah, we're aiming for 2019, but it looks like it, you know, we don't know yet. Like they could be aiming for it. It could be really late 2019. The Witcher 3 I think released in May. Yeah, it was May. I can see them doing 2020 May. Uh, yeah, that's that's what Adam and I we put our chips down on mid 2020, like yeah. early summer. Because yeah. it's also I'm expecting this to ship on next gen consoles. And we're expecting those to be announced next year, meaning Xbox they should come out Scarlet? the year after. Mm. Um, so, in addition to, well, here's the problem. The future of cyberpunk is in jeopardy. Sorry to say. <gasps> because, uh, <gasps> thank you, Omar. He's ahead of me on this. I love it. We got, we got a link. We got a psychic understanding. Andrzej Sapowski, Sapowski, I, I did the phonetic pronunciation on Wikipedia, and apparently the W is an F sound. I had to like reference back and forth. Anyway, he's an extremely cool guy who is now uh, going to CD Projekt and be like, you guys owe me way more money because I wrote the books and you made way more money than I thought you were going to. It's awesome. Like he was supposed to get more royalties than he got? Blah. Well, he never never signed for royalties. Wow. CD Projekt kind of taking a giant shit on this dude's head posted the demand on their website. So they, they have oh. a good reason to do it. So this is a regulatory announcement. Essentially, they're, they're, they're notifying investors. By the way, this dude is asking for, I can't remember the exact amount. $16 million U.S. No, 16 U.S.? It was, so. like, it was like 500 million ruples or whatever uh, yeah. the Polish currency is. Uh, let me see. So I'm going to, so, he, so because of that, they posted the full letter that the author sent to CD Projekt, which is great. 
Oh my God. So I read this and I was like, the fucking balls on this guy. What is it? What's the synopsis? <sighs> All right. So let me let me go through it beat for beat because read the each, whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing verbatim. In your best Polish accent, you made at least do the magical one. Yeah, I don't know what Polish people sound like. Same, same. Sure, that's R- it's fair. Same thing. To to uh, our uh, uncultured like ears, right? it'd sound like a bad Russian accent. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I watched the whole making of Witcher. So let's see here. Uh, the, the the article <laughs> opens up saying like, hey. I know we had an agreement, but just because we That's had an a, agreement doesn't American. mean I can't ask you for more money, essentially. And then it, it, it like uh, it sources a couple of things. It says, uh, let's see here. This clause may be invoked when the compensation remitted to the author is too low given the benefits obtained in association with the use for that author's work. Uh, they say, right. notably, the latter condition is considered fulfilled if the compensation remitted to the offer is too low by a factor of at least two. So they're saying if you made double the profit from licensing work, uh, that you didn't pay back to the original offer, author, they're allowed to come back after you. I haven't read the like clause that they're citing, so I don't know how valid that is, hmm. but that would be pretty fucking generous. Anyway, uh, the exact circumstances. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the aforementioned factor is significantly, significantly greater than two. That is to say the, disparate, or the disparity between what the author was paid and what CD Projekt made off of the three mm. games. Far greater than two. I love this. The parenthetical. One might say egregiously so. <laughs> like, I, I love the wording of this because it's so like it's so just like catty and cutting. Yeah. One might say, not it, me, but one. Yeah. One might. I've heard rumblings. <laughs> not I. Uh, goes on to say, it may be assumed that standard royalty rates associated with the use of work, particularly in adaptations, are approximately five to fifteen percent of the profits generated. In addition, this percentage Damn. value should be greater than the corresponding provisions of your contracts with the author pertaining to the blah, blah, blah. Just Send him a free Gwent pack. But basically says, yeah, <laughs> 60 million PLN, 60 million Polish Zlotskis. Oh, wait, no. Zlotis? Zlotis, thank you. Which is 16 million US. Uh, here we go. Now, this is when it gets great because essentially this thing goes on to say, like, you probably don't want to tell anyone about this because it might not be so good for you. Oh, uh, so they here. just published it publicly? Yeah. yeah. After, the, after this letter is like, we, we could probably figure this out ourselves. Um, That's like how the Pirate Bay, uh, every time they get a takedown notice, they publish <laughs> it on the yeah. website. Yeah. Let's see here. <laughs> oh, here we go. So this is, this is them trying to justify the fact that they're coming back to this after the author totally signed away all the rights. Uh, careful reading of your contracts concluded with the author might lead one, one to conclude that if the company did effectively acquire any copyright at all, it concerned only the first in a series of games, and therefore distribution of all their games, including their expansions, add-ons, etc., is simply speaking, unlawful. Like, what the fuck? They're basically saying, you only got to do Witcher 1, and we can sue your ass for the rest of them. Naturally, we do not intend Oh man, this is my favorite line. Naturally, we do not intend to engage in a debate with you on this point. However, having access to your own legal department and availing yourselves of the services of your external law firms, you may relatively easily determine that in the best case, the aforementioned contracts do not conform to even rudimentary due diligence principles. And even if one were to demonstrate that the successive contracts, air quotes, confirmed the alleged transfer of the copyright for all games, the subject claim is nevertheless rooted in legal regulations in this scope, especially in Article 43 of the Act on Copyright and Related Rights. Man. So they're basically saying that you may have signed it away, but... The contract is written like shit, so come on now. Uh, okay. Let's see. It goes on. Like, there's even more. Oh, my God. Uh, Polish accent. Go. I don't know what that even sounds like. <laughs> let's see. Did you purpose for a long time? Oh, yeah. They're basically saying we spent a long time writing this, so don't even question any of it. I like that part. Good. Um, 
Do you think that guy's getting paid for the Netflix series? Yeah. We are prepared huh. to settle, settle the matter in an amicable, and more importantly, expeditious and quiet manner. That, that's we, what makes me think that he probably did this, because he was like, I'm getting a lot of money for this Netflix thing. Uh, probably should ask them for more money. It's uh, oh. a valuable property. All right, this is a good one. Yeah. Both we and you are, after all, fully aware of the fact that even going public with any copyright claim may negatively impact the group's reputation and further growth. This is particularly true if the claim concerns your core activity and your most important product. We can reasonably expect that the negative consequences of the fact that Mr. Sapovsky's work or has not received his due compensation, and furthermore, that the validity of your copyright contracts has been called into question, may translate into a decrease in stock prices significant enough to exceed the demands formulated in this notice. How their stock did today? It's so threatening. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. It's just, it's all like, well, if you talk about it, that would be bad for you. This is when you like, you call your friend who's like a lawyer or like your, your friend of a friend who's a cop and you have them call someone else to intimidate them or yeah. something. It's actually doing great. Wow, the stock went up. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Crazy. Nice. Totally fine. Huh. Uh, let's see I'm here. CD Projekt stock. They, they're publicly traded. Just. I didn't think they were. Themselves? I thought they, I thought they went public, yeah. Huh. Um, I forget when or why, but. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, positive effects. You're in our principal. So it's kind of like a George Lucas thing, right? Or it's like, the man made Star Wars and now everyone hates him. It's kind of weird. So now this guy, this guy invented a Witcher, wouldn't have a Witcher video game without him, but I'm sure the CD Projekt fan base is rallying behind the game company, not the guy who Yeah, well he's kind of also gone out of his way to antagonize anyone I, I am on no one's side in this no, situation. No, no, no. I'll throw that well, Give it a minute. Um, so I, I have, over the years, read many interviews with this author, and he's a salty son of a bitch, and I love it. I'm so here for it. Uh, so I dug out some old interviews where he's quoted as basically taking a giant shit all over Witcher. Uh, uh, the games, the games, I mean. Uh, so there is a current a current uh, interview with him. This was oh last year actually 2017 uh, March 2017. Uh, so this is this is his him talking about his signing away of the Witcher rights. Uh, this is from the Eurogamer article. Simply, he didn't think it would amount to much. He being the author, uh, he thought games were stupid. Had never done <laughs> yeah, had done ever since shooting Martians cool. on an old console plugged into a TV. Quote. Okay, let's play cards and let's drink vodka, he said back then. But killing Martians is stupid, and my standpoint stands. It is stupid. <laughs> Quote, I was stupid enough to sell them the rights to the whole bunch, he says. They offered me a percentage of their profits. I said, no, there will be no profit at all. Give me my money right now, the whole amount. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was stupid. Uh, I was stupid enough yeah. to leave everything in their hands because I didn't believe in their success. But who could foresee their success? I couldn't. Well, even after the first Witcher ah. game, you couldn't foresee their success. Yeah, no, there, it wasn't yeah. there until Witcher 2. No, I, Going back to, you know, don't support indie devs, these guys fucking put their knuckles to the ground and work their asses off mm -hmm. to oh, yeah. build a company out of nothing. I mean, their, their whole backstory is actually very fascinating. They made one of the best stories. games ever made. I would say The Witcher 3 is one of the best games ever made. Yeah. And Witcher 1 off the back of 1 and 2. I liked 2 a lot. I did one's, too. One's this this man sounds like he hermits himself in a, in a shack. With with a bottle of vodka and churns out Witcher novels and has no concept of popular media or I think culture. He's pretty old. I feel like he's like seventy. Sixties. Sixties. And yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like he also didn't have any real advisors around him making this business decision. 
he's he's definitely very entrenched in his viewpoints because he uh, people have asked him if like oh you played the games and he basically spits on them and then he's like well what if there's like good ideas and he's like there can't be I'm the author I made Witcher everything good about it came from me there is no way that an anecdotal work could ever meaningfully add to my universe I, I feel like if he would just play nice they could potentially like hire him on as a consultant. <laughs> and he pro- probably could have got a sweet deal if he had just been nice and said like, you know, maybe one million a year. And they would be like, yeah, that's doable. Hey, you know, because if you listen to the CD Projekt guys talk about the Witcher books, they're, they're huge fans, they're big nerds over it. So I don't think it's in their, their blood or their any sort of intent to be mean to this guy. That's, Absolutely not. That's, that's the vibe I've gotten. From he, them. He seems like he's difficult to work with. Uh, it gets better, by the way. So from a 2012 interview, and I remember this quote specifically because I was like, man, this guy's got a weird head. Um, and I love it because it's kind of contrast to the guy who writes Metro. Um, okay. Because he he's just like, no, Metro belongs to the world. Like, I just wrote three yeah. books. The games are great. I love them. Like, I want everyone else to write Metro. Uh, but does yeah. he get, like, residuals? I don't know. Maybe, he, maybe he's... <laughs> maybe he's sitting pretty. Maybe he's so, got a better arrangement. Is he Russian? Yes. I thought so. Uh, So, okay, so this is from a 2012 interview uh, with the title, Ever wondered what the author of the Witcher books thinks about the games? Uh, Quote, I believe it's the success of my books that significantly affects the popularity of the games, he returned. That in reality, the games use this fact and my success beat the games to the punch. So he's basically saying that the success of the Witcher novels, which, at least in America, frankly, relatively unknown before the games came out. Sure. Anyway. Uh, he does soften it a little bit. says, quote, Of course, I don't want to diminish the role of the video game. It is obvious that it had a positive impact on the interest of foreign publications and the number of translations. A lot of gamers, of course, would only get an interest in the books because they like the games. Otherwise, they would have never read it. But then he keeps talking. Aww. Quote, It's also important to know that there is a negative aspect, damages, if you like, that I bear because <laughs> of the game, he went on. But neither the game or, God forbid, its creators can, of course, be blamed for such state. Some foreign publishers are doing me a disservice by planting or by painting my books with artwork borrowed from the games and including game advertisements and game-related blurbs inside. So, so he's insulted by the, the idea that the success of the games would overtake his books or even enough to be relevant that's, in the books. That's what it's, it sounds like in yeah. insecurity complex mm-hmm. where he's like, well, no, he, mine should still my my art should still be prized as the superior art above this other. The form, but there's actually been a shift where that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. I just like that. Can you look up like the sales of the Witcher books? Sure. And then we could versus that to the Witcher three and be like, it's like boom, the Bible, the Witcher books, mm. right on the like <laughs> sold. And then Witcher three, well yeah. done. Yeah. And then yeah. Geralt, Jesus. Like Gwent, oh man, just you know it'd be right awesome if CD Projekt Red did. <laughs> they went and they did oh, a. The uh, Novelization of the Witcher game, so oh, you know, like, it's usually like yeah. of the Wild Hunt because I think just, that that's off to the books. Like a big fuck you of this guy. <laughs> they went and they oh, like he, man, he would despise that, <laughs> and then it outsells all the other books. Yeah. So yeah, this this was the article I remembered from early 2017, basically contrasting uh, Andrzej Sapowski with uh, the author of Metro. Um, oh yeah. Which author thinks the games have lost him book sales? Uh, Andres does. The the Witcher guy thinks that the impression of the game has caused him damages in book sales. Um, uh, is his thinking like 
people will just go play the game instead of reading my book, or but is it more? But the books start than before the game. His his statement, I think, is that people, when they think of Witcher, now think of the games, which is not as good as his books. Therefore, it's damaging his property by the association. Uh, he says, let's see here. Hmm. This is from an interview with Waypoint. Quote, the belief widely spread by CD Projekt Red that the games made me popular outside of Poland is completely false. I made the games popular. All of my translations in the West, including the English one, were published before the first game. Yeah, that's usually how it starts with all media. It's the book ah, is the most go. popular thing. And then another quote. There are yeah. more people who have played the games because they read the books, he added. That's my count, but I'm not sure. I never did any studies. <laughs> <laughs> I love arguments based on feelings. Listen, the statistics say this, but also I didn't get any statistics. Well, and, and to me, there's an innate contradiction here. He's quoted on public record as saying, I'm the reason these games sold well. But then he's looping back and saying, well, actually, you owe me more money because of your success. Mm -hmm. Which I guess is justified, but if he was the one driving it all in the first place, why did he sign the rights away right away? He, he's already made his case that he doesn't understand popular culture. When he's saying, like, you shoot Martians, you dumb, give me money. And it was like, that was it. He already, he already said, I'm stupid. This article like, also points out that he's just factually wrong. I just want to interview him now. Yeah, no, you don't. I really do. I do. I too. feel like it'll be a lot of fun. I think we get along. Drink your blood. He's uh, yeah, it's just just like drinking vodka oh. and being mad at, at kids. I guess I love it. I love it, and I'll never stop loving it. Anyway, he's gonna he's gonna bankrupt CD Projekt Red. Okay. So I feel like he might fail at that, but you know. It funny. does make me wonder because CD Projekt was like, yeah, we're moving on from The Witcher. We enjoyed our time with it, but. It's time to like try something else. I wonder they if they said was... that the it was something like if there would was going to be another Witcher game, it wouldn't have Geralt as the main character. So them announcing that makes me think there is going to be another Witcher game. It's just not going to have Geralt as the main character. Like, why would you say that? They just announced there was another Witcher game announced. It was like in a weird email that no one noticed. There's like a top-down tactical Witcher game. Oh, but I mean like a traditional. Yeah, yeah, like an open-world RPG. Yeah. The Watcher, man. The Watcher. I just, I, I love salty, old, bitter authors. Like they make Undridge. <laughs> they make a game called Undridge, but super novelist. <laughs> Slays all sorts of puss. Yeah, it's yeah. just Alan Wake. Best <laughs> book in the world, better than video games. <laughs> I got to give him credit, though. He was talking about his like thought process, because he submitted Witcher basically to like an essay contest and didn't mm -hmm. win, but... I know, weird, right? But he talked about how like there's all these fantasy tales about like a, a stable hand or whatever becoming a hero of legend and going up and slaying a monster. Hmm. He's like, that's stupid. They don't have any training, they just get killed. When you when you like want your plumbing fixed, you call a plumber. So when you want monsters killed, you would call a monster hunter. You call a professional, someone who's trained to do it. Uh, and that's where he kind of came up with the idea about witchers in the setting. Of so the he game. thinks he also should get credit for Monster Hunter. I hope so. Yeah. And X Men. And everything. And Jedi's. Yeah. Jedi's also. Sure. It's all him. Uh, Exterminator Me Sue, Stephen Bad. King, yeah. he's pretty rich. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Bezos. Yeah. Sue him as well. Sue Shadow of Mordor. They ripped off. Harry Potter. Totally ripped All off Witcher. Andridge Potter. <laughs> I have manuscript <laughs> hidden away. You see. Remind me which. I make Witcher. You sue. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe we can oh, invite him so on the hard. show. so hot. My nose got running I, again. I feel bad ripping on him, <laughs> but he's, gonna get sick. it's yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, it's technically my, my fault. I, I gave it to I Stephanie. I just keep coughing. Stephanie you gave a, it to you. You a patient zero? I mean, I was never sick ever, despite uh, taking a day off. You had a day off because you were sick. I that was, was a lot. I was spitting up like yellow chunks this morning, and my ear hurts. But that might be no. You sick? 
I No, you totally sick. Whenever I'm spitting up chunks, that means I'm on the downslope. That means my uh, brain's just draining just shit. Just getting rid of it. Yeah. <coughs> but man, it's like kind of solid and then you gotta like shove it down with your finger because it sticks to the side of the sink. Yeah. Yeah, we're all dying. How'd we get here? Uh, Rotting from the inside out. Uh, this, pod- <laughs> this, pod- this podcast is sponsored by Mac Weldon. <laughs> Thanks, Mac Weldon, for the sponsorship. Uh, so Mac Weldon has sponsored us a number of times, and I'm, I'm try- I try to not like just recycle the same talking points. So today, we're going to look at some new pants tech. That's right, Mac Weldon's got some new tech for you. Uh, they have sweatpants. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but sweatpant tech has come a long way. Uh, I don't know if you can throw it to the... Yeah, thank you, Omar. The ace pant. Um, mm. Let me let me rattle off some like some space age tech here to cloth your crotch. Micro sanded French terry for softness and stretch. It's got a stealth pocket and ribbed cuffs. She. Damn. Well, Look at how fashionable that shit is. Yeah. Oh, great sweatpants challenge. Executive sweatpants that's, about town. That's good. I love clothes where it's like, it's. It's athletic, it's casual, but it's it's Still kind of has nice. features where you could just wear it. Mm. Damn right. Those look really nice. Yeah. Anyway, like you gotta those. step up your sweatpants game. For for the longest time, I just thought that they were ratty clothes. No longer. No. Mac Weldon means that you can wear garbage clothes in style and let this this shit blows my mind. This well, wait. That's, that's not right. what you had open. Not quite. I mean, that looks really cool yeah, too. I didn't nice. know they sold like bags. Oh, that's a nice bag. I'm into it. All right. Well, never mind. Uh, yes, the boxer briefs, the pro knit. Uh, even more tech for your ass. They got a, like literally, they have a motion control pouch. Combines a front U-curve with a supportive sports shelf for high impact support. Yeah. Next time I run into a car, my balls will be held out of the way. The Nylit Breeze Yarn Technology cools you down when you heat up. Targeted mesh zones strategically increase airflow. And wicking an ultrasonic bonded waistband stays dry and never chafes. You it's will a shame never. you can't wear them while having sex. You can with wait, all those features. Some, some can. You might be able to like pry or open. Yeah. Hmm. And depending on depending on how how much a waistband might pinch off, that mm. can make it a little awkward sometimes when there's just like a little little guy just pushing on the bottom there. Mm. But you can make it work. You can make it. Hey, that might even make it. Might even make it last longer. You're like popping a rubber band around the base. Get the look at this bulge. My God. <laughs> Talk about the underwear, please, Lawrence. Nah, I'm fine. Stay on topic here. Dude's doing a sweet lunch. This seems on topic. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Mac Weldon. Um, I, I only bring it up because when they first sponsored our podcast, they had a what I would say a fairly basic line of like shirts and, and boxers, but they've been they've been building it out and there's been scientists in labs with like beakers and test tubes mixing them back and forth. Boom, cloud of smoke, and then they got some high-tech boxer briefs on their hands. Cool. Uh, they also want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they'll still refund you, no questions asked in case maybe you were getting a little concerned about the price tag. Um, you can try it for free. And if, if your balls have never been more supported, again, pouch, mic, motion control pouch, front U-curve, supportive sport shelf. I've never felt that and I want to. I'm gonna buy some of those after this podcast. So you go to MacWeldon.com, get 20% off using promo code SOUP. Again, if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, they'll still refund you. MacWeldon.com, 20% off using your promo code SOUP. Thank you, Mac Weldon. For pushing underwear and and uh, I'm not going outside pants tech to new levels. Uh, I I have such a comfortable array of like uh, sweat shorts now mm. that I feel like I've already achieved the pinnacle. But this is making me think there are there are heights yet unimagined that I could soar to. Don't let me yourself, Lawrence. I shouldn't. Hammocks. Don't let your dreams be dreams. I won't let that one op-ed guy tell me to not buy 
those uh, sweatpants. Quit making indie games. I will. Yeah. Stop. I'll stop making indie Do games it. and I'll just sit around uh, and play indie games in my sweatpants Excellent. all day. You can't. We'll get another Phil Fish. We can't have that happen again. No more. I liked Res or I liked Fez a lot though. Everyone yeah, loved it. Most people did. Liked it. So when you spend all your all your money on underwear, you still got to get fucked up somehow. That's okay. I got your back. Mm. Uh, I need to invent a new segment where we talk about garbage food. Applebee's is selling one dollar zombies, which is a cocktail. Yeah. Awesome. Ugh. This is a specialty drink. Oh, you're right. Uh, is it that a jump scare? Comes with a gummy oh, brain. One dollar. I don't know if you can order as many as you want, or if it's only one. The least, article didn't say. At least you know what this is. What Applebee's? I've never eaten an Applebee's. As a foreigner, I have no idea what this. Oh, you is. don't know what Applebee's? Have you ever is? Um, gone to a restaurant? <laughs> no. And had some food and then microwaved it three days later? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Imagine less than that. Menu full of that. Yeah. Mm. There's got to be so much sugar in this. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like rum, passion fruit, pineapple, cherry, lime, and brains. Well, it's an actual zombie is a tiki sugar. drink, so it's a bunch of fruit juice and rum. Yeah. This is probably with a horrible mix that is just sugar and yeah. like. Mm. Oh yeah. Fake flavoring. It's a. Uh, it's just there's a giant vat, just somewhere that they, it's a. There's a pre-mix, so it's probably, I don't know, ninety-five percent sugar, five percent alcohol. If Excellent. that. Excellent. Is oh. there an Applebee's in Los Angeles? Like, yeah. do those exist? Let's find out. Absolutely. Oh, there's plenty. Wherever, there's, wherever I, there's actually Americans. today. I've officially been in LA for three months. Oh wow. They've never, never been to an Applebee's. <laughs> Three months. What's you your problem? The oh, shit. Man. I'm searching for Applebee's and it's telling me about Buffalo Wild Wings. Did it, it get really hot in here? Or is that I'm, I'm. It does seem a little like, warm. Boi- I mean, I've been boiling all day. Well, that's like, am I sick or is just I am actually? Boi- I am on fire. The the topic of Applebee's will increase most people's <laughs> internal temperature <laughs> by five degrees. Yeah. Oh, apple. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, bad news. There was an Applebee's in Inglewood, but it's closed. No. I don't yeah. know how. That's probably millennials got it. All those one dollar zombies put them under. Just killed it. I feel like you have to go to Moore Park or something for Applebee's. We'll do it. No, there's got to be one like in the greater Los Angeles area somewhere. The money we spend on Get gas. Here. <laughs> he knows where they are. Eat oh, Chevy's. Holy <laughs> shit! The Applebee's YouTube channel has a, a fucking video for the zombie. Hell yeah! Hold on. Drink responsibly, Middle America. What else is on the Applebee's? The, hey, is, 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 there, is there still an Applebee's in Santa Clarita? Because I remember there being one. What from the show? Ooh, ASMR Grill. What? what? Are you serious? Have, ASMR Are you trying to get into ASMR? Ah, this is, this is blowing my mind. What's the hashtag wing the lyrics? There's so many of them. Which, they, do you do want the mom loves sports? Do you happy want... Father's Day, dads. Veterans Day. Omar and I were looking at each other. Now shaking he's just pointing our heads. at things and naming them. <laughs> Applebee's, I mean, oh. I don't know what to watch first. YouTube. When I don't want to microwave my awesome. own food, I go he to Applebee's. Applebee's. And he loves the fact that he's doing what he loves cooking. I'm proud to work for him. Aww. I inspire to always be great there. We treat each other like family. When you walk in, you can feel the love. I don't understand it because he's so thin, <laughs> but the man loves to cook. <laughs> This is inspiring. This is so heartwarming. They figured it out. Applebee's was dying because they weren't appealing to millennials and all it took was $1 zombies and ASMR rib cooking videos. What I hear him often say is I love to feed people. God damn it, I'm getting too inspired. Wait, I didn't mean to close that tab. No one ever does. Yeah. Why has he got 45 dislikes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would, 
Oh boy, this oh they haven't been very active. Probably gonna, probably the people who asked for like Friday afternoon off and they said what no. What are all you these double. thirty second videos? Twenty fifteen Applebee's hashtag Be Famous Awards, <sighs> best photo bomber. What we, you got for this me? This award is the best photo bomber award. I actually don't have any photos to bomb. Twelve dislikes, huh? This award goes to Jamie Boster. Deserve it. What? What the fuck was that? What? You guys want to? You guys want our engagement poppers or what? Through the roof. <laughs> when we do our Big Bang Theory watch party, we should see if Applebee's will host. When is that? Uh, when is the too ending? soon. You know, it should be years from now. I just, I'm afraid we're we're gonna miss it if we're not careful of when the end of the Big Bang Theory. Probably is. May, right? They do a full season, I'm sure. <laughs> I try not to think about that show. Uh, I've never seen it. I've, just I've never the seen laugh it. track list. I've never but. seen a full episode, but. If we did a... I think the first one I saw is like Sheldon on a laptop and he's like, I'm going to play Super Mario. And then there's a laugh track and I was like, oh, because it's Mario? References. It's, it's nerd blackface. So it's, the, it's the worst thing. Well, re real quick before Hard Nothing, I wanted to share... I mean, we've already all been inspired by Applebee's. And Harry Potter. And Harry Potter. And told to not be inspired by And that the dude who told dude you to not, not chase your dreams. By any game. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd round it out with one of Lars Lads. So Lars's lads, sorry, I, I was always like forget the drummer the from. Okay. No, it's me. Um, uh, this is a segment that only happened once, so it's not technically a segment. Also, I haven't made a, a little uh, bumper for it yet. Yeah. But kind of like you know, in local news, they always like to highlight some water skiing squirrel or something. Yeah. I'd like to highlight a member of our community that really went above and beyond this week. Okay. Um, so this is from the Oregonian, uh, a real hero. Um, did did something amazing. Let me let me synopsis it for you here. Uh, so uh, he injured a, a law enforcement officer that was seeking to enter this house. Uh, it opens up rather rather cinematically. They slipped by the minivan outfitted with the spring-loaded jaws of animal snares and avoided a circular hot tub turned on its side and designed to roll over trespassers who triggered a tripwire, something reminiscent of a scene from the movie Indiana Jones. But the FBI special agent and three state police bomb technicians never made it past the empty wheelchair inside the manufactured home they entered on the Southern Oregon property, court records say. With the slightest push, the wheelchair opened fire. I'm hit, the federal agent yelled as blood gushed from his leg according to a criminal complaint filed in U.S. District Court in Medford. Authorities say the makeshift weapons were the handiwork of former owner Gregory Lee, R Gregory Lee Rodvelt, 66, who was forced to forfeit his property as part of an elder abuse case brought against him by his mom, by the way. Wow. In 2016, Rodvelt's then 90-year-old mother and her guardian filed a civil lawsuit in Josephine County, which resulted in a 2.1 million judgment against the Sun court record show. Though an armed standoff outside Phoenix landed him in jail last year, Arizona officials released Rodvelt from custody for two weeks in mid-August so he could tie up loose ends and prepare to turn over his property, according to the federal complaint. He used those two weeks rigging the entire house with death traps that people would then have to figure out including a hot tub that was meant to roll down a hill and crush someone oh like an Indiana God. Jones rock. So to recap. This is like Home Alone Part 4. Yes, he did make it a, a Home Alone house, basically. Cool. Except I'm actually the, impressed. The traps were actually going to kill people. Uh, he was sued by his mom for elderly abuse. Lost. Uh, had an ARB standoff with police outside of a police station in Arizona, I believe. Um, and then... For the two weeks he was released to sell the home and actually pay off the lawsuit, he instead rigged it with death traps that actually uh, put a police officer in the hospital. God. So. How uh, did the wheelchair work? 
Uh, apparently there was like a fishing wire that mm-hmm. was connected to a gun, so when you moved it, the gun would shoot in the direction of the wheelchair. That sounds difficult. Is he like super small? Kevin McAllister did that. Yeah, I would say, so. would a modern day Kevin McAllister own like an Airbnb, but it's just always booby trapped, so it's hard to get around. But it's all live streamed also. He wouldn't live stream it, no. He I just, just realized Saw is just the adult version of Home Alone. Yeah. Not that part. I don't know, sometimes Home Alone feels more adult than Saw. Yeah. There's some dark shit in there. Yeah. I wanted James you, to be the wet bandits with me for Halloween, but not interested. Why? Which one would you be? Probably Marv. Nice. Is that Pesci? No. It's Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern, really? Okay. No, wait. I don't know. I don't know. You can be the Wet Bandits from Home Alone 3, the reboot, which they still call 3. So confusing. I want to keep that continuity implication strong. Well, uh, let's see. Where's this guy? I already lost his name. Oh, yeah. Gregory Lee Rodvelt for abusing your mother, uh, having an armed standoff with cops, and using your two weeks out of jail to booby trap your home, you're one of Lars's lads. Thank you. Is he dead? No. Oh. This is what white dudes can get away with, man. Well, you said he had an armed standoff, I assume. There was a guy who got shot the other day for not having a gun, so I don't know. You say armed standoff, I thought would have ended differently. Some wheelchair was armed. <laughs> who who wasn't armed? <laughs> I forget which state it is, but there's a state now where if you're like a popular streamer, you can get on a registry. Yeah. Um, oh, I just saw that. What I don't remember where that? it was, but so it's like not California. Register for what? Uh, register so that way, if you ever got like swatted, it's like an the police would thing. go, okay, well let's search the same in this database huh. to see if like. Is it Washington State? Maybe it, could, I think it was Seattle area. It, I feel like it was Pacific Northwest. I heard but. popular streamers are the most likely to have hostages, though. Yeah, what? viewers for entertainment. <laughs> I'm just saying, if a streamer actually ever decides to take a hostage, and they're on a whitelist. What do you, I'm being facetious. I'm just making yeah. a dumb joke. <laughs> the All chances right. of that happening are slim to nil. So. I always have trouble finding that. There she is. There's that cursor. All right, it's time to net net hard. Hit that. Hit that button. Yeah. I need to just use that music for everything. Which is amusing because it implies I already don't. But uh, so this is the winner from last week, the uh, Automatone covers. Very good. Where somebody covers important music from history. Well, it puts a little dash of effort in it by. Uh, they remake the. Oh, oh, I have one of these little musical note guys. Have you uh, have you studied up on it? No, there's his brother back when he lived in Yes. There's, there's many glorious covers, and oftentimes they are styled in the style of music videos. That's some piece scat, man. Taking way too soon. Yeah. What was his name? Scatman Carruthers. I'm a scat man. <laughs> That's what he said, right? Scatman Carruthers? Mm-hmm. So the, the Take On Me one is especially, especially impressive. Oh, that's impressive. great, yeah. That's actually really cool. It's just off by enough to avoid a copyright strike. This is pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. It's hard to beat. <laughs> so who's the contender? Hmm. What is the noise it's making? Sorry, I wasn't here last It's just like a shitty square wave. Yeah, it makes it a little like... You like, you fret on the neck and then you squish the head and it makes okay. it... Okay. It's like a... 
don't know. It reminds me oh, of like that's the, the thing that makes the noise. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like ah. a, it's, it's yeah, shaped like it's a giant sweet. note. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then you squish the note ball and then like fret on the the stone. All right. I should find that. You should bring, bring in yours. In. I don't know where it is. You could be famous too. We can make some something here at the office. Make something magical. All right, this is going up against. It's funny how like uh, hard netting contenders tend to like file into categories. There's like musical covers. This is the doing one thing to a lot of different objects type of channel. Squirting mustard. Um, in which they squirt mustard on stuff. So you want... Wow, that one has 41,000 views. Yeah, there's some of them blow up. I, I guess there's some meme sensations in here, but mustard on an asthma inhaler, mustard on an iPod, docking stereo. What's the most viewed one? Uh, which one had... Well, let's see. I'll just sort by popularity here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the globe one. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I guess everyone by discovered a lot. it. Well, I mean, it's... It's mostly the composition of it because you got a twirling globe with some uh, with some mustard dribbling on it there, so that's uh, exciting because you you know you don't know what's going to happen where that mustard's going to land. Got a little oh. got a little Africa in there. I have my answer. Ready? You haven't seen all the things. There's a digital multimeter, fidget spinner, trying to keep current with kids. You know, right? A sledgehammer, an apple. That's exciting. How long have they been doing this for? Mustard on uh, guitar chips? At least a sure. year. Oh, a clock. Wow. Uh, let's see. Mm. Yeah, oldest. So one year ago, on a money. Uh, that's the unpainted doll. Ooh, potatoes. Well, that's apropos. Ah, a computer? A notebook computer. No right, he's eventually going to run out of things to pour mustard on, so... There are only a hundred things in the world, as we know. 103, as yeah, of sorry. Uh, this year. Wow. I've been squirting mustard on things since 2016. Is this I don't a, know why. Is it a kink? I don't think it's sexual. Is that why it's... Not for him anymore. There's going to be a hard cut to where someone kicks down his door and his booby-trapped wheelchair goes off and starts firing at people. Mm -hmm. Except it just shoots mustard at them. I actually yeah. ran out of mustard last night when I needed it. Mm. I'm 100% serious. There you go. 50 things mustarded. 50, or 58 50, things. Yeah, yeah. It's only got about 50 left. Things? Yeah, they are. Okay. Oh, a condom. Exciting. Hmm. Party glasses, Buddha, shuttlecock, uh, chest clean. Does it address why? Right, right. World's number one source for videos of having mustard, things having mustard squirted on them. Um, there's an email. I can reach out. Uh, also got the got a Reddit username in there. That's exciting. Staple gum. PSP. Uh, at least someone's still using them. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> All right, let's throw it to the votes. Mm -hmm. At least you sounded convinced. Who are you uh, voting for? Uh, the Automatone guy. All right. It's one vote for the Automatone covers. Automatone. Uh, Automatone, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to Mustard. All right. Because it's uh, fresh, it's new, and I think it's got legs. <laughs> All right, I'll let I'm also going with the real Sully G. Puts more effort in, okay. you know? Darn. Well, I'm was so close. upset that Mustard didn't win. Yeah, Adam's fuming. You do look mad. He's going to hit us after the show. I don't hit women, but I do no. berate them. Dark Adam <laughs> hits women. It's not my fault what Dark Adam does. I don't know. All the Kavanaugh stuff, you got to be careful what you say. <laughs> it's going to haunt you. Yeah, it might be recorded or something. Oh. Keep that calendar. Keep it up to date. <laughs> my dad would show me. We'd gather around and cry. You see any of that stuff? 
Hmm? The Kavanaugh stuff? It's funny. Oh, yeah. no. He's like, my dad saved old calendars and he'd bring them out and we'd cry. <laughs> the SNL sketch where he's like, me oh. and Ziggy and Pippi <laughs> would go work out. <laughs> uh, it's. Would you guys say that's the funniest thing Matt Damon has ever done? No. I was actually surprised that they got Matt Damon for that. Yeah. Was it, was it him <laughs> who did the... Uh, I know it was Casey Affleck and I don't want to say Matt Damon did the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the funniest things he's ever yeah, done. Yeah, that was good. There's, it's just the part where they're like, oh, look at uh, they're like Dunkin' Donuts, the great customers. They're like, hey, you want to yeah. talk to me? I'm a real Dunkin' Donuts they're guy. And they're just like, they're, like, all like, doing like, they're such assholes. <laughs> I'm like, don't stand by the door. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're all doing Boston assholes. Oh, I love it. Uh, well, let's close on another thing you love, Adam. Yeah. And that's a sponsor of this podcast, which is Marvel Puzzle Quest. Hell yes. So uh, Ven- Venom Excitement is reaching a fever pitch. Which, as uh, such, the fine folks behind Marvel Puzzle Quest are celebrating five years of Marvel Puzzle Quest this week and are featuring free gifts, new events, and character, new characters, and more. Uh, in Marvel Puzzle Quest, you can create a custom team from the Marvel Universe that features such characters like Iron Man, Black Panther, Deadpool, Venom, Gambit, Luke Cage, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, and more. More than 150 superheroes and villains packed in this game. They have goddamn Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What other, what other deep cuts? Girl. Yeah, so they've... Wiccan. Emma Wicked. Frost. Like W-I-C-C-A-N? Like W-I-C-A-N. I believe he is the spawn of Scarlet Witch and Vision. Hmm. I actually learned things about comic books from this game. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like Sentry. I don't know who Sentry is. I love Sentry. See, James I'm the only looked, person who does. James looked into him and he was like, actually, his comic's pretty rad. His comic's dope. Yeah. So, there you go. Learn yeah. something. Sentry in the Void. A lot of people hate him. I think it's great. All right. In October, they're writing Cable and Taskmaster. Also love Cable. <laughs> Everyone loves Cable. It's cool yeah. dude with sweet guns. I didn't know about Taskmaster until I played Marvel Spider-Man, so. <sighs> Taskmaster, yeah, I've been reading up on him. He's gonna be crazy. What's He's, his deal? He can use anyone's powers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he just like, I think he watches I know them of and, him and, from Mob of Us Capcom. He's also he was, in the oh, new, he was in that. He's gonna be like, just like Cap. Jeez. Cool We've talked about it before. Marvel Pulse Quest is the greatest because the the power, it's like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a match three. But then with all the match colors that you get, you build up ability points and you use those ability points as powers. And they're always pretty damn good. So mm. like, it's pretty damn creative what they've done with the game. And then now Taskmaster can just use anyone's power. It's crazy. So mm. he's going to be a limited four star, I believe. But very excited for him. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, the, uh, so far this month, they've already added Dazzler, Kitty Pride, Nebula, Emma Frost, and more. I guess those are just recent because I remember Nebula. Those are fairly recent, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of characters, like Adam was saying, it's uh, very broad in its scope for the uh, the Marvel Universe. Actually, probably the broadest, considering they can pull from everything. Because they have X-Men in there. Yep. It's uh, it's it's an interesting way to just like, yeah, pique your curiosity and then deploy some Google, read on some Wikipedia articles. Uh, and they also have a special offer for new players. Uh, you can download Marvel Puzzle Quest using the link in our description. Or go to d3go.com slash dudesoup and get a free Eddie Brock Venom cover to add to your collection. I'm good right now. <laughs> so, just uh, like covers are basically how you level up and acquire new characters. So, if you get a cover for a character you don't have, you can recruit them into your roster. And then there's like three different covers for each character. Each one uh, applies to a different ability that they have, and you can level them up and then they get stronger. It's basically the perfect never ending, like grindy RPG. Uh, not said in a bad way at all, because yeah, I played a hell out of that game for many years. But yeah, once more, for new players, go to d3go.com slash dudesoup. Get that free Eddie Brock cover. It's a good way to start out. 
Good launch point. I'm doing it right now. But thank, uh, thank you, Marvel Puzzle Quest, for the sponsorship. See if it works. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Yes. I think that'll do it for today. Uh, thank you all for joining. Uh, we learned a lot about life, love, Potter, dreams, and uh, how to how to make an impromptu explosive device with a wheelchair. Loading the game right now. <laughs> uh, I'd appreciate it a bunch if you enjoyed this podcast. If you could recommend it to a friend or post about it online, leave us a rating on a podcast service. Or just listen to us next week. That'd be great, too. Um, do we have any announcements this week? Let me think. What's going on? Yeah, I guess Theater I mean, missed it out. on Friday. Theater Mode Season 2 is here. Theater Mode and Season 2? for this Friday, we've got the big stream, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Party. I guess we're going to do a drunk gameplay. Oh, yeah. Man. I thought, honestly, I was like, man, people probably aren't feeling that anymore. But I guess everybody's into it. So, yeah. I get to get fucked up at work again. <laughs> Ah, I can't That's wait. That's not going to be a soundbite. <laughs> I'm screaming that to the heavens. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll be kind with the rules. I need to play it first. That's the thing. Like, I don't know what this, the rig out's going to be. No. And I, I said this to Bruce. I said, it's better. It's, it's good because we were talking about moving it. And we, we couldn't, but ultimately, it's best we play it the day it comes out, so no one can practice we, and get good at it. To, oh yeah, do we have to bring our switches yeah. in? No, we'll play it off one. That's oh, okay. gotta be it, right? Didn't they do a thing where you like you you connect them and stuff? So we yeah, could. we probably can't do any games like that unless we figure out some way to like get an overhead cam that we can okay. cut to. Yeah. Which maybe Omar, we could talk about that. I can totally do that. I know you can. He's really excited. I know you can. I just I want like I have learned over my years and failures of overreaching. How are you gonna do it with one switch? You would have to have multiple switches, so kind of like what right. I was saying. Hmm. And then uh, Goofy asks, you're asking about News House in the chat. It's coming along. We're trying Working to on. On. trying to reach an agreement about how to distribute the show. So conversations are ongoing. There was progress being made. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of particulars we're trying to figure out. It's also a timely show, so we have to get a lot of stuff figured out before it's recorded. Otherwise, sure, we could record and bank episodes, but then... Oh my god. Yeah, they won't, they won't mean anything. The news is gone. Sorry. Also, um... The watch of Shenmue the movie. Yeah. You guys riffing on Shenmue the movie is this Friday as well on YouTube. Before the drug stream? It goes up at, I think, 2 p.m., I believe, or, or noon. Oh, okay. So it's going, oh, it's going live as a yeah, video. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a video. It's pre recorded. Okay. It's not a live like watch party or anything. But yeah, um, you and Bruce and James watching Shenmue the movie, riffing on it in its entirety. Yeah. Is going on YouTube. It'll be on Rooster Teeth as well. I believe but. it was like an official DVD of Shenmue the movie. Yeah. They distributed it with a sequel, wisely assuming that many people didn't finish the first game. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. Shenmue I, 2 is even weirder. I hope weird. that you guys get to the end of that someday. There's magic. I mean, there's a little <laughs> bit of magic in all of us. That's true. But especially Shenmue, provided you don't listen to that one editorial. Uh, people are asking <laughs> when for the drunk gameplay. Uh, we usually shoot for two. Um, but three is probably a uh, more safe bet, but that's the idea. That's the goal. We'll be tweeting it out on the day of. So if you're just awake uh, anywhere from like two to four Pacific, PDT, I think we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just take keep an eye on the Twitter account. We'll, we'll give updates there. we have anything planned to play afterwards? Uh, not not just at the moment. Just replay Mario Party? Mario Party until the sun goes down. I will not be here, but I will be on Kind of yeah. Funny Games Daily that day. Have fun. Thanks. <laughs> Give thumbs up too. My liver's like, have fun. Fly <laughs> <laughs> <Fire> safe. <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> but yeah, Livy. I guess that that's your that's your Libby. updates from the Funhouse Averse this weekend or this week. 
Thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you're watching live, stay tuned for the post show. If not, thank you so much. Uh, look forward to spending another hour and a half with you next week. Till then, goodbye.